I'm going to throw this out there. If a living doll mm-hmm. were to approach your door and issue a demand. Right. What would you do? Um, I'm going to move. If he showed up and was like, hey, give me your shoes. Uh, the ones that you're wearing right now. He just wants the shoes I'm yeah, wearing right now. They don't fit him. Yeah. But he just wants them. Right. You're right. I don't think I'd ha- I'd be able to be like, fuck you, doll. You're giving the doll your shoes. I don't know if I'm giving the doll my <laughs> shoes. Then he's going to come back. I think I got to try and kill the doll, right? <laughs> like, I think if a doll shows up and starts making demands, your life's already on its way out. Okay, so you've got nothing. Yeah, what are you going to lose? <laughs> Freaking, what, what's a doll's weakness? I think you got to burn it or whatever. <laughs> you <laughs> think. I mean, you're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. Welcome to Boohaha, a podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts, but is inevitably more often than not about tangents and ex-US presidents. Every week I gather my nearest and dearest to the campfire that I build here in my apartment and regale them with stories of spooks and googas. Is spooks racist? Is that? Um, I, I mean, only when you say it. Okay. Is? Yeah. Okay, sure. If yeah, I yeah. hadn't had addressed yeah. it, it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll edit that out. This week, my guest, uh, my nearest <laughs> and dearest, is the hilarious Nathan Hart. Welcome. Hi, everyone. So How are we doing? We're here basking in the flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. It's beautiful on this wonderful, spooky summer day. It'd be wonderful if you really could talk everyone into thinking that you start a fire in the apartment every single time. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I considered just putting like low, low lying like fire noise in the background. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fire sound effects. When I went back to edit that episode, it was really distressing. Like I just kept <laughs> thinking that there was a fire. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I could th- I, that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's it's one of those things where like it'd be cool. On one level for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then you choke. This is exactly the issue. Yeah. I recently bought a realistic flame LED light bulb. Oh, yeah? Thinking it would be cool and atmospheric. I'm like, oh, it could look like there's a fire. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, everywhere that I screwed it in in my apartment, from the outside, it just looked like my apartment was on fire. <laughs> so. Anyone uh, looking in would have called somebody. <laughs> yeah. It marketed itself as like gentle candlelight. It was right. like a three alarm fire. Like okay. if somebody didn't call somebody it would be a crime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh if anybody wants some flame LED light bulbs, just got a hope for apathy. <laughs> this which in a city like this, I mean it yeah. seems like a reasonable Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I might take them. I keep my curtains shut. I don't think anyone's calling in. I like the idea of just an inch between the curtains and it just looks like a fire. It's like, oh, that place is just always on fire. <laughs> it's, just, it's just on fire all the time. Who lives there? Fire. The only people looking at my windows are trying to break in all the time, so I'm not, I'm not super worried about it. That's always, that's always yeah, fun. Yeah, I live, I live downtown, so it's, it's just constant nightmares. The, the idea of the place looking on fire wouldn't even really phase a lot of people. If anything, that's a deterrent. Mm-hmm. Right. That, yeah, they're less likely to break into a place that's on fire. <laughs> yeah. We gotta steal all that fire. Oh, uh, case in point, a podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts, right? But more often right. than not, about this tangents. Ghost adjacent. It's similar. There's a corpse yeah. involved, right? Yeah, at least yeah. one. On on the topic of of ghosts and things that are ghost adjacent, 
what is what is your relationship with Ghost? Uh, so I don't, I don't, I've never really believed in ghosts. I was kind of raised uh, agnostic. Sure. As a kid, like both my parents back in in Florida, they're both from like uh, kind of suburban Pennsylvania, and they were both raised in semi-religious families. But even then, it was always kind of loose, from what I understand. And so, like, I was raised with really pretty much nothing, like sure. no real. No real guidance or anything in 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 that because uh, they're both kind of just like I think they believe in stuff, but I don't really talk about it very much. It's always kind of on the back burner. In in my mind, if you can get through a whole childhood and not have a serious like theological debate with your parents, you've mm-hmm. won. Yeah, right. No, I think it went. It, I mean, it went fine. It's just I wish at some point someone had told me. Like, <laughs> I mean, here's what I believe. You know, even even if it was open ended with with a little bit of like, you know, believe whatever you want. But instead, I kind of got I kind of got a lot of nothing. Sure. Yeah. They it, as, instead of giving you like a can and a can opener, they kind of just put you in the canned food section of a supermarket and said, right. "Well, you know." They're all probably valid cans. Yeah. Uh, Some of these cans will have good things in them. Don't, don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But yeah, I, I wasn't, <laughs> was never, never really got any, uh, any guidance on a spiritual level. So I, I was kind of, you know, I used to be a hard atheist when I was like a teenager, an, a real edgy teenager. Sure. Talk a lot of shit to my friends who believed in ghosts about how, you know, how ridiculous it is and all that. But the further I've gotten and the more drugs I keep doing, the more I'm like, there's got, I don't know, there's might be something. <laughs> this is one of the, one of the wonderful side effects of doing enough, I'm going to say fun drugs. Yeah, when I, when I say drugs in this specific instance, I'm talking about psychedelics. Yeah, I assumed that's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, none of the other drugs make you believe in ghosts. They just make you a ghost. <laughs> so it's, yes. uh, yeah. Even if you're like an alive ghost, I've definitely met people where it's like you're the undead. You're just not. You're still beaten, but really you're not. You're not here. Skin and bone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. You. So since having your third eye opened, right. you've yeah. become more yeah. sensitive to the idea I of mean, ghosts. I wouldn't say I've opened my third eye. I. I would definitely say I've eaten a quarter of mushrooms and stared at a ceiling on a tile floor, and that's enough of a <laughs> spiritual experience. But I don't know about the. Whole, I don't know where my third eye's doing exactly, but. But but yeah. Either way, point is, yeah, I'm open to the idea that like there might be something else going on out there. Only because I've had these experiences, and and I feel like if you've if you're a hard atheist and you've never done an, a like a sufficient dose of psychedelics, uh, yeah, you're full of shit. You, like if if you can do that and then still come out the other side being like that was all hallucinations and I don't think anything's real still, more power to you. But I haven't met people like that no very very rarely is it the case that somebody kind of walks away from a psychedelic experience and says no anyway chemicals are fun aren't they oh that must have been chemicals (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's such a a patently dumb idea if you've ever been through that experience to to try and say like oh there's definitely nothing that was definitely hallucinations that is like the end of act one of every horror movie is mm-hmm. like, you know, a skeleton hand comes out of a, out of a bathroom mirror and grabs your neck and you walk away being like, boy, I probably shouldn't eat any more shellfish then. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I see what you mean about tangents. Yeah, it yeah. happens. So speaking of spooky things, uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like I'm just, I'm just continuously pulling like 
ropes back towards a ship. <clears throat> I, I I pictured you as one of those magicians with with a bunch of uh, handkerchiefs out of your your sleeves. <laughs> one of these yeah. has a ghost story on it. <laughs> so. I have pulled together a couple of ghost stories from from your old stomping ground, uh, which is mm-hmm. uh, uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Technically, uh, mm-hmm. if we want to get specific, I round up to Tampa a lot. I think that's entirely fair. Uh, yep. Yeah. In my research, one thing that I found is that there's not a large amount of location-specific ghost stories just available on the internet. Mostly, you have to go and buy some self-published book. Uh-huh. About like the ghosts of, I don't know, Cape Canaveral. Ooh. Right, 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 right. Yeah, they're they're mostly just launching rocket ships. Turns out those ghosts of Cape Canaveral. Yeah, I did see a story that asserted that Cape Canaveral was haunted. I mean, realistically, like people say that almost everywhere you go there is haunted, and I mean, there, there's it's it's a weird thing because there's a lot of different reasons different places should be. Where it, I, I don't know exactly how haunting would work, but if it's real, then it seems to be a thing that happens when, like, a big tragic thing happens somewhere. That, yep, something bad that, happens, that, that and then ghost. Right, it's an imprint that, like, uh, beings leave on the world when, when something horrific happens to them. They leave this ghost behind, I guess. That's, right. I feel like that's, w- w- this sort of, this comes up occasionally, just the, the logistics of what is ghost, and it feels like the two kind of prevailing theories is echo, stain, recording, like just right. an impression of a person, which is the one that I buy into if I'm going to buy into one. Yeah. And then there's the other one, which is like, oh, Steve is just still here. Right. Thinking Steve thoughts. Lost souls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I find that one harder to believe. Yeah, a little higher to, harder to buy into, but who knows what souls are exactly, if that's a real thing. Hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. By by that logic, though, with the tragic events leaving impressions on places, by that logic, the least terrifying or the least haunted place in the world should be a cemetery. Yeah, because they're all laid to rest in a very peaceful way. Yep. I'm, but, I mean, that's just from our perspective. We don't know what they were thinking. Like that's, you know, if we do have it entirely wrong and like a coffin is actually just like ghost prison or something. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Upsetting. Right. (laughs) Ghost prison. You're actually walking through ghost jail. (laughs) I would watch soul jail uh, at least three times on like investigation discovery. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's the next ghost hunting show is you just go to you go to cemeteries and, and you just like you just like hit some tombstones being like, I know you're around. (laughs) Fuck you ghost. I love what all of those ghost investigator shows always kind of boil down to is just some dumpy dude in a black t-shirt yelling at a ghost. Uh Uh-huh. It's my favorite thing in the world. Right, right. So St. Petersburg. Right. Rounding up to Tampa. I pulled a couple things from that general area and I had to go a little bit further afield. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a few options here and just let me know what strikes your fancy. Okay. First of all, we have the Castillo de San Marcos, which is in... Is that, is that a castle? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a wow. fort, like an old fort down far right tip. Aug- August? St. Augustine, That's probably. the one. That's the, yeah. that's the one. Oh, we I have in, notes Should have pulled in Ben Tier for this thing, too. He's actually from St. Augustine. All right. uh, St. Augustine is the oldest city in the continental United States. It, it pre-exists uh, the Revolutionary War. Oh. 
that's why it is haunted as fuck there if ghosts are a thing uh then then <laughs> then like yeah that place oh absolutely because it's lousy it's, it's, from, it's from the 1600s that's a good 600 years of ghosts that's yeah 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 and during a time period that was just the spanish coming there just killing the locals repeatedly it was a, a period of history where where most stories involved knives right yeah 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 so so that's that's one option okay there's um, one. i think i've been there okay that. i think i'm pretty sure i've been to that castle uh it's it's made out of coquina like a lot of a lot of stuff there it's like a um kind of beigey yellowy pinky yeah it's a beige yellowish kind of brick yeah type thing that you build cool. out of seashells Oh, I that's, didn't. That's Coquina. I didn't know the seashell part, but that's yeah. oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of the old buildings there are built out of that stuff. No, actually, yeah, I've almost definitely been to that castle because I remember going to the jail cells that are still there. Oh, there you go. I totally checked out the dungeon there. Um, okay, what else we got? Okay, yeah, the dungeons do f- feature in that story. Next up, we have the terrifying tale of Robert the Doll. I remember this one, too. Key West, right? Yes, that is yep. in Key West. Okay, yeah. Um, I took a ghost tour in Key West that was fantastic one time. It seems like Key West is super spooky. Yeah, Key West, I mean, it's it's a party town. Key West is a, it's, it barely feels like you're in America. Like, it's it's really just, it's its own thing. Like, if, if you hate Florida and you don't ever want to go there, I would really urge you reconsider you check out Key West and then skip the rest of it. I'm really impressed that the Florida Tourism Board keeps you on payroll. Yeah, they're really they're really <laughs> dropping the ball. <laughs> but I mean, they've got to have at least one person being honest just out here like, hey, you know, I mean, fuck the whole thing, except it's you and then just like a skunk ape being like, stay away. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the Florida Tourism Board runs the whole thing like a Scooby-Doo <laughs> villain, really. <laughs> just, just a really unsuccessful one. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would love to see that infomercial. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of skunk apes, of the skunk ape. The yep. next ish, the next story that I prepared is the skunk ape, uh-huh. which is gross. Yep, yep, pretty much just gross. Yeah, and uh, final option we have the Tampa Theater, which is a theater in Tampa. What? Because there's an open mic there. <laughs> it's haunted by the ghosts <laughs> of crushed dreams. <laughs> I actually don't know. I feel like we got to go with the Tampa Theater only because I know the other stories. All right. Well, um, but I don't know what's wrong with the Tampa Theater. I I, I wasn't sure if you were going to throw me some stuff and I'd have to be like, I don't know anything about that. It but, tu- it turns out that there there is a limited number of spooky per square mile. Yeah. You yeah, can yeah. really the there are a couple of others that I found where it was like the old Spooky Time Saloon. Yeah. Where right. the bartender's dead. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, the thing is, like, buildings don't last very long there. It seems like it's very hot and storm yeah. beaten. Well, it's like hurricanes come in every, pretty much every year, the place gets hit by a hurricane. And when that happens, a lot of the old buildings that aren't ready to get hit by a hurricane, they just get fucked up and they're gone now. Like, you, you look up. The next morning, and there wasn't there a store over there, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, it's just a pile of trees now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but so maybe that's part of it is that like all the old buildings, because that's generally where ghost stories come from, is stuff that's been there a long time. This this ties in nicely to a, a theory that I have about ghosts based on a haunted house that my parents own, 
which they renovated. And in the process of renovating it, they took the roof off and lifted it up. And after that, it was no longer haunted. Huh. Which leads me to believe that ghosts, at least physically, are kind of like farts. Yeah. Right. Air it. It's like a, a fart in a bed. Just air it out. Well, but I mean, if you just let them loose, aren't they just out in the atmosphere now? Like, like, it, it, like uh, old balloons that you let go. Yeah, like <laughs> if if the hurricanes are coming through and just blowing up all these haunted houses, then they're just letting the ghosts out into everywhere else. Like they're fucking getting in the water. Like there's, you <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there's I like. Th- that makes it sound like your primary concern is a public health one. These ghosts are entering the water table, and our children yeah. are drinking them. What? You, how do you filter for ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a Brita filter for that. They don't, they don't make one. I would. Well, there's your million dollar invention. Yeah, it's a the ghost, filter for ghosts. Dan Aykroyd's ghost filter. I am absolutely convinced I could sell that on the internet. <laughs> Look, if Dan Aykroyd can sell his weird spooky ghost vodka that's filtered through triple diamonds or whatever. Yeah, okay. There's a whole. You're going to have to go back over what you just okay. said unless you've done it in a previous episode and then you just need to link that previous episode. I have not. Dan Aykroyd has a vodka that is sold in, in crystal skull bottles. Oh, I've, crystal skull vodka. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've had that. And yeah. it is. It's not good. No, 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 no. no, no it's no. not good vodka. It's, it's a mixer at best. Yeah. But it is filtered through triple diamonds, I believe is the phrase he used, <laughs> which I don't think is a thing. Like a ski resort? <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly dangerous unless you're a very adept drinker. Yeah. All right. Well, the Tampa Theater, which according to ghost.hauntedhouse.com is uh-huh. just a, a Tampa theater. Yep. It does say it is owned and run by the Arts Council of the Tampa Hillsborough Counties. Yeah. So. Mm. Okay. So what? So it's a. It's like a publicly owned <laughs> theater, <laughs> which is a weird. I suppose, if you're putting on a lot of community theater, it mm-hmm. would it would behoove you to have to own a space for it, right? So as not right. to bother actual businesses. Uh, yes. Tampa Theater, it is currently used for a spectrum of events, including various theater, dance, and musical productions. Originally built in 1926 and designed by movie palace architect, the great John Eberson. Nah, that doesn't mean anything to me. He did something. He did some stuff. He built at least this one thing. It was intended to be a high-class theater that had a unique set of embellishments and finery to impress and wow the movie-going public. Even included air conditioning. Wow. Yeah. Which Excellent. You know, I guess, what was it, 1920s? That'd be, especially in Florida. Yeah, that would be remarkable. It's amazing yeah. that people didn't start worshiping it as some sort yeah. of a god. Well, actually, if you look at the population of Florida, uh, it didn't start taking off until AC was commonplace. <laughs> then, then until then, the place is pretty sparsely populated, and then as soon as AC comes out, it's like it jumps right up. <laughs> it's, it's like the fourth most populated state in the country. People don't really know that about it that like it's it's very populated there it's like new york california texas and then florida Ah, they just stack them in the swamp i don't i i picture swamp um parts are swamp large swaths of florida are swamp sure the rest is shit you built on top of a swamp okay uh and that's why the sinkholes 
are such a thing that you might have heard of there that every once in a while entire city blocks are just underground now. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, because we build it all in a swamp, and a yeah. lot of it is just shifting sand. Uh, nowhere has basements there no. because they're too unstable to have a basement. Um <laughs> This is, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't pull any stories about the Florida mole people, but... Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they they would have to be, like, sand moles or something. <laughs> it's <laughs> just like, sort of like I'm picturing something halfway between a graboid and an alligator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that'd That's be kind of fun. I'd watch that movie. Yeah, I'd check yeah. that out. Yeah. yeah, watch some Floridians die. Yeah. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> the theater was built in 1926, long and storied history. Foster Fink Finley is thought to be haunting this theater. Old Triple F. Triple F. Foster Fink Finley, who I'm assuming is going to be voiced by Maurice LaMarche. Uh, <laughs> just definitely an Animaniacs character. Finky, can't you get at least one fucking thing right? Uh-huh. He was the dedicated projectionist who worked and practically lived there from 1930 through 1965. When he died of a heart attack in the projection booth during a movie showing... Wow. Did they say what the movie was? I fucking wish. Let's see, 1965. I hope it was another Wizard of Oz death. <laughs> <laughs> Just see the rope in yeah. the projection window. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, as with many ghosts, he started to hang around the theater after it was renovated by the Arts Commission. What? As with me? <laughs> what? Why do they add the... As with many, go- you didn't add that, did you? As I, with many ghosts, that is in the article. What? I like the idea what? that the Arts Commission is doing something. Yeah, the Arts <laughs> Commission turns out the oh, the Dark Arts Commission. <laughs> You're mixing things up here. <laughs> Occurrences in and around the theater's projection booth, the projection room located at the very top of the balcony which is described as a dark and gloomy chamber with just enough room for the huge 35-millimeter motion picture theater projectors and a couple of chairs and a workbench. A narrow passageway leads to the doors of this tiny room, while another door in the projection room, a lot of floor planning uh-huh. happening here. Really feels like it was written by a DM. <laughs> another door in the projection room opens into the room where the generator is kept. Projectionists can't see this door without turning around. Or passing a 10D <laughs> perception check. <laughs> you can only get to the generator if you know how to defeat a beholder. <laughs> um, Fink's last projectionist partner that he had before he died had come to work and went into the booth. As he started to close the door, something pulled back on the door, not letting him close it. So he let go of the door to see who wanted to come in, thinking that maybe his new partner had followed him. No one was there. Wait, so this was the guy who worked after the previous projectionist? Yes. It seems it, it makes it sound like he survived the previous projectionist. Oh, like so one of his coworkers died, and yeah. then he came into the projection booth and was like, I don't know, felt weird. Yeah, spooky in here. Yeah. Since it's the al- death. It's almost like someone died in here recently that I knew. <laughs> just picturing him just sitting there kind of scratching his chin, chalk outline behind him. Uh-huh. Sure is spooky in here. <laughs> mm, wonder why. Uh-huh. At the moment when the projectionists must watch the film closely for cues that tell them when to switch the film reels, they heard the door to the generator room open and close. They never saw it actually opening, but they heard the loud generator noise, which meant that the door had opened. There's a lot going into this. There's uh, there's (laughs) a lot of imagination to be scared. (laughs) It feels really disparate. Like, it's like when a kid tells you a story where it's like, one time there was, and then, and then that. 
Right. Right. And then boom! Spooky! <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, another longtime employee reported that if you leave something in a specific place in the theater, it will often be moved to somewhere else in the theater without the help of the living. It's editorializing. Yeah. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it sounds like that guy just doesn't appreciate his staff <laughs> cleaning up after <laughs> the guests. S- Bill, did you see that the ghost moved the thing? I put the mop away. Did, I don't did you notice all the popcorn is off the floor of the theater? Who is doing this? I guess the ghost is hungry. <laughs> At one point, this employee's knife mysteriously disappeared, and after a few days of looking everywhere, he decided to test the theory that if you ask a ghost to return an item, they will. Standing is that in the a theory? I've never heard of it. I've never heard that at all. I don't think that... I've I've never heard a theory that you can just ask ghosts for anything, really. They might be confusing ghosts and genies. Yeah, that would make sense. I would like three knives. No, shit! (laughs) 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 So, So he went up to the balcony and looked down at the stage and asked for the knife to be returned. When he turned around, he suddenly saw it on the carpet floor, leaning up against the wall near the projection booth. Oh. That's spooky. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a little spooky. If it'd been like floating in midair, that would have been spookier. That would have been spookier. Yeah. But it kind of sounds like someone misplaced his knife. Also, he works in a movie theater? Why does he have a knife? It is still Florida. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I forgot. I forget <laughs> sometimes what we're talking about. I remember when Back when Emily was still hosting this podcast and I was a guest on it, we had a story about a guy who tried to shoot a ghost. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. Hold up. Also, you took over someone else's podcast? Oh, are, I stole are, I stole. Are a they a ghost now? <laughs> They're in that cabinet. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, they, uh, Emily Faye Coleman used to, used to host this and uh, didn't fit into her schedule anymore. So I, uh, oh. uh, yeah, requested it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was... I guess you can ask things of ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) I'd really like a podcast. Cut to me carving like a pentagram onto my chest. Give me pod. (laughs) It's like, you can just start one. You can. Right. Yeah. You can start one. You know, I thought the name sounded like something I'd applied to and been rejected from before. (laughs) You know, round two, we take all comers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can everyone do this thing? With, With the knife loser. The ghost knife gentleman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that one of the people he worked with picked up the knife and was too embarrassed to give it back, and so they just, like, I'll just leave it on the floor right, here. Right, right, He's pretty sure a ghost took it. I don't want to be a dick about this, so I'm just going to put it somewhere he'll see it. Popcorn ghost gave you my knife back! <laughs> Same dude uh, reported some other situations that were spooky. Uh he was mopping the floor in the lobby, and around midnight one evening, somebody tapped him on the shoulder about five times within 30 seconds. It's a lot of tapping. Yeah, that is a lot of tapping. Too much tapping. Did he, like, turn around every time? I, they don't go into that. I like to think that it was like a the yeah. ghost just kept ducking out of sight. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a slapstick ghost <laughs> eating popcorn and hind knives. Booze on first? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, Boo's on second. <laughs> Boo, Boo hung himself in the projection room. Uh, 
that after after locking up the theater one Sunday afternoon, uh, you also heard the sound of a chain being dragged across the uh, the lobby floor near the locked doors where he was fussing around with his bike. Hmm. Now, why? What does that even have to do with the ghost? Chains? Now, yeah. How do chains factor into this? Hmm. Like, he wasn't a prisoner ghost. <laughs> he was working in a movie theater. Do you think it's like a Christmas Carol kind of a situation where the nether sphere is just full of chains? It's yeah, like it's, it's like Hellraiser. Chain, chains are everywhere, right? <laughs> chains are the most popular afterlife fashion accessory. Just whipping them around. Have uh-huh. you seen my chains? Right, right. Check these chains out. They like also... If it was like the sound of a movie reel starting up, then that would fit in. Sure. That this ghost brand is all over the fucking place. The sound of popcorn in the distance. Yeah. The smell of popcorn. The smell right. Yeah. The smell popcorn all of a sudden. That's not a ghost, that's a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I saw a ghost. Half your face went slack. Must be the ghost. <laughs> it's just the ghost just pressing on your face. And that's what Bell's palsy is. Solved a mystery today. <laughs> What were you going to say? Not to be a negative Nancy? Not to be a negative Nancy here. The guy who heard the chain in the lobby uh-huh. was, quote unquote, fussing with his bike. Which. So could have been a bike chain? If there's going to be an object that has a chain attached to it. Right. Uh, maybe. A bike chain. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I think. In the world of ghosts, eh, who knows? Right. One Sunday afternoon, the box office manager, who was alone in the theater, was walking through the auditorium when a door located inside the theater in front of her opened and shut like somebody had just walked through it. She at first thought an outside door had opened, causing an air vacuum, which could have opened the inside door. However, all the other doors were chained and locked. Maybe that's the chains. Oh, they still don't have efficient locks at this movie theater. They haven't quite figured out you don't need to keep chaining the doors shut to a place that is not valuable. Time to close up. Better get out the chains and hope the fire marshal isn't here. (laughs) Um, They don't have fire marshals in Florida. Like I said, they they just let buildings just get destroyed. They don't care. Camera pans over and it's it's an alligator wearing like a fireman's cap. (laughs) (laughs) There's too many ghosts here. We got to let this thing burn down. (laughs) Fuck this. Chain the whole thing up. I feel like more often than not, my assessment of a place is like when there's a certain ghost density, burn it down. Yeah. Just burn it down. Just carry the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Get some pig's blood in there. It's great. Mm -hmm. The fire marshal will love it. And yeah, that's, that's the, that's the end of the spookiness at the Tampa, Tampa theater. Wait, they saw a door open and shut. So yeah, pretty sure it's a ghost. Yep. Man, this is just one of those ghost <laughs> stories where there's like nothing. There's now, like there's like nothing. I will also say one of the through lines that that I have identified in in researching and reading ghost stories, most ghost stories are very bad. Yeah. It yeah. turns out it's a lot of like, wind. <laughs> it's just wind. It was blustery. Yeah. I think there's life after death. Right. Yep, hmm. blustery, and uh, and you're kind of freaking out a little bit at your day job, and then all of a sudden, it must be ghosts. It's dark, and it's spooky, and I don't think it's this blustery. Uh-huh. One, one last little note here. They apparently had a seance at the theater in 1984. Uh, a presence was strongly felt by all, 
they felt somebody was watching them. And then the faint music of a Bugs Bunny cartoon was heard in the lobby. Whoa. That's that's kind of fun. I hope that it was the that's all folks. Yeah. Component. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you say music from a Bugs Bunny cartoon, you pretty much have to mean that. I don't know what else it could be. The it's either that or those sexy horns when Bugs Bunny put on a dress. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, yeah. The only obvious things it could be. So I think that it's it would be more than fair to call that a mulligan. Uh-huh. And and yeah. maybe give you Yeah, yeah. A, a second yeah. ghost. Right. Um, a second ghost. Yeah. Maybe one that is a ghost. Or yeah. something spooky. Maybe you oh. want a monster. Yeah, maybe we should do Swamp Ape instead. Swamp Ape? I'm Yeah, Swamp Ape uh, at least it's a thing. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I've been to the swamps. They're fucking... They are at least... There's a certain level of, like, when you're out there in, in these places, you have to be aware of what's around you because if it isn't a ghost, it might be something that'll actually kill you. When you're in a swamp, the best case scenario is ghost. Right, because yeah. ghosts don't generally actually hurt people. It seems like they mostly just fuck with you a little bit. Whereas out there, it's like there could anything... Anything could probably eat you alive. Like, it, it, there, there's alligators in every area of freshwater. You, you've got to worry. You've got to worry about so much. I mean, you've got alligators. I'm assuming they're like snakes. Nutria. Yeah. A lot of, lot of snakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yellow kings. If, uh-huh. if you want to go the true detective route with things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah. We want to. Yeah. And then also the skunk ape. And also the skunk ape. Uh, this is this is a delight. Um, in the fetid swamplands of the deep south, a stinky Sasquatch-like critter is said to terrorize locals during Man, the dead this, of night. This story is already hurting my feelings. You didn't need to add extra extra adjectives to calling it a swamp. Like <laughs> you're having to say fetid swamp. It, like it's it's a swamp. We know. They it don't smells want, like swamp. They don't want you to be picturing like a boring humdrum swamp. They uh-huh. want you to know it's like swamp with a capital S. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is swamp E. <laughs> the mysterious hairy creature roams the backwoods, giving off a stench so foul that few <laughs> that the few who have survived its nauseating horror speak in hushed whispers of the f- of the furtive furry fiend known as the skunk ape just some great alliteration there yeah really they're they're mm. trying real hard on this one to make smelling bad sound like a horror story <laughs> <laughs> written by a germaphobe um much like the sightings of the abominable snowman, Bigfoot, and other hairy hominids, hard evidence of the creature has been scarce. No dead bodies, no fossils. Many cryptozoologists believe that the hairy ape-like creatures that amble through the thickened glades and murky swamps may be a kind of missing link or a primordial ancestor of mankind. So it's a Bigfoot. Yeah, it's yeah. a Bigfoot, but living in Florida, so it smells bad. Yeah, I mean, it actually makes perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> If it were a Bigfoot in Seattle, it would smell like coffee. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, it yeah. just stands to reason. Uh-huh. Oh, I do love the idea of like a sea ape. A sea ape? Yeah, yeah. just like just in yeah. the bay up in Seattle. Just <laughs> whole salmon under its arms. Uh-huh. Um, it's got glasses. We're not sure how. <laughs> it's wearing a lot of technical fleece. Uh-huh. Ready for whatever the environment throws at me. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> 
like Sasquatch, sightings of the so-called wild beast man. <laughs> Sounds fucking metal. Date back to 1850. Uh, when mountain folk of the Ozarks reported witnessing such an abomination. <laughs> They're really riding hard wow. on this ape. Abomination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What you, you wouldn't say this about the Sasquatch. You wouldn't say this about an orangutan. Yeah. It's like right. this hideous monster with its yeah. flappy forest face. God, you can't smell that bad. <laughs> <clears throat> Reportedly... The animal was of gigantic stature, hairy, and with shoulder-length hair. Okay, so like a nice bob. Oh, it's hairy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fled at the sight of witnesses and left an astonishing 14 feet per stride. Which is bananas. It jumped 14 feet every time it moved. That's that's like bionic man. Like, yeah. Huh. It's Lee Majors kind of striding. Uh Uh-huh. How do you even smell it after it's jumped a couple, you know, couple strides away from you? It's 30 feet away now. Is this what happens when you're like walking along and you're like, is there a paper mill nearby? You're just, <laughs> you're just in a cloud of it. You're like, I don't know what, ugh, gross. Nope, must be a smelly Sasquatch running away. <laughs> uh, it's the most logical. Uh, that can't be a normal swamp smell. God, it couldn't be swamp gas. Yeah. A thing so common we have a word for it. <laughs> More recently, the skunk, uh, the skunk, it's just, it's just a skunk now. The skunk ape has been reported as foraging through garbage cans as far west as Arkansas and as far north as North Carolina. Reports began to resurface during the turbulent years of the 60s and 70s. These sightings were given credence, despite the fact that the locals suspected that they may have been overgrown hippies living off the land or growing marijuana. Wow. (laughs) And locals were completely right about something for once. Because <laughs> that's been my thought the whole time. It's like they just sound like people. They just sound like people living in swamps. Yeah, it's a gross swamp dude. Yeah, yeah, just a gross swamp. There's so many of those guys. Yeah. I had an uncle who went and uh, lived up in the Canadian wilds to escape the draft. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of that, especially in the 60s. Man, at the same time, like, those swamps are so inhospitable for a person. Like, it, just the bugs alone, you wouldn't be able to live out there. You you would probably die. Like, you would die, or it seems like maybe you would die eventually. Perhaps yeah. first you would go mad. Right. Which yeah, leads to... Completely. Yeah, which leads you to doing swamp ape-like things. J- jumping 14 feet in a single bound. Right, right. That's just math. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Legend has it that these long-haired pot farmers may have even spread tales of the skunk ape to keep cops away from their burgeoning crop. Mm-hmm. In 1974, the mythos took on a new form as <laughs> multiple witnesses. Yeah, noth- nothing keeps cops away <laughs> like something they're allowed to shoot. <laughs> like <that's laughs> There's a hippie growing some weed out there. We should probably... Uh, I'll probably leave that alone, right? <laughs> this also sounds like the hippies of 60s Florida were also just Scooby-Doo villains. <laughs> just dressing up like a smelly Sasquatch, shitting their pants and walking around <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> Stay away! Now I'm I'm re- mentally reviewing the Scooby-Doo episodes that involved like big feet and stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm just picturing just like pants full of poop. Like they pull the mask yeah. off. Like, yeah. And also he shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Would have got away with it too. 
<laughs> if only it had some gold bond. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we just solved the mystery of the skunk ape. We might have discovered what the skunk ape is. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Although, an event in 1974 might change your mind. Uh, uh-huh. The So... Multiple witnesses described seeing a large ape-like hominid that walked on two legs, terrorizing the suburban neighborhood of Dade County in Florida. Its eyes glowed in the dark, and its stench was so foul, like that of maggot-ridden rotten flesh, was so bad that grown men were unable to contain their nausea. Huh. Yeah. So... That's that's I spooky. Mean, Dade County's pretty populated, but again, that could have been just some dude. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's some guy with like Riddick uh, contact lenses walking yeah. around being yeah, spooky. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> according to Dave Sheely, he was out deer hunting with his brother in the Everglades when he first beheld the furry fiend. It was walking. I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt and not make him sound like a yokel. Okay. It was walking across the swamp, and my brother spotted it first, but I couldn't see over the grass. I wasn't tall enough. (laughs) (laughs) So. So his, his brother told him that there was a skunk ape. And he was like, well, I can't see it, but. Definitely there. I'll believe you on this, that it must be a skunk ape. His brother, however, said, I saw it about 100 yards away. It looked like a man, but covered with hair. Huh. I'd be hard-pressed to identify a person at 100 yards away. 300 feet? I feel like if I saw something that looked like a man from 100 yards away, and it was covered in hair, I would assume it was a man covered in hair. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look at that hairy swamp guy! Yeah, look at that hairy dude over there. Yeah. What, how, what a weird thing to see out here in the swamps where no one should be, but we are. Anyway, back to our <laughs> our grow-up. And, sk- <laughs> right. and the skunk ape looked back at them and was like, huh, weird, people without hair. Hmm. I'm going to go back to growing my weed. <laughs> this is just this whole thing. Like, I like that the flip side of this is that the skunk ape goes back to his skunk ape family. He's like, I saw like a naked ape. I saw a naked skunk ape. People are just shaving out there. It's super weird. What the fuck? Yeah. Since then, though, apparently this guy, Dave Sheely, has seen it again. Uh, He claims to have footage of the putrid predator. Again, alliteration. Gotta love it. Yeah, especially because it hasn't predatored on anything yet. No, other than common decency. Right. It just smells bad. (laughs) It's not not a predator just because you don't like the way it smells. It's like if it, in, until you see it eat something, it mostly seems like it just runs away real fast and smells really bad. Maybe it's embarrassed. I don't. It I, doesn't even seem to be mean about it. No, it's just it's it's over there, right? Leaving you alone. Yeah, and you're just out here talking shit, pretty aggressively leaving you alone. Like it's yeah. really trying to leave right. you alone. Right. It's leaving you alone at 28 yards per two steps. <laughs> <laughs> Good math. <laughs> he says he has video of it. Skeptics say it's a guy in a gorilla suit. Uh-huh. Saying it may be an elaborate PR stunt to promote an ongoing tourist trap. I mean, a guy in a gorilla suit in Florida is going to smell like the worst thing ever. <laughs> That's it's 
It's going to smell like maggot-ridden flesh. I think we call that the mascot conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can't, you can't wash that suit. There's too much internal structure. You can't just launder it. Yeah. Now we've got a couple kind of p- personal accounts of the skunk ape. Mm-hmm. Uh, for two nights prior, it had been taking apples that my daughter brought down from up north off our back porch. It only came back one more night after that and took some apples that my husband left out in order to get a better look at it. We got a dog back there now. As far as I can tell, he hasn't been back. Doesn't like dogs. Huh. Loves apples, though. Yeah. He's hungry. Loves apples. Mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> guess that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know if apples grow down there. They sure aren't common. Huh. Apples are more of a more of a temperate fruit. Yeah, it's not you don't think apples and no. think tropical. Really oranges is yeah. kind of the whole thing down there. Is it like a weird? Is it like a soda coke thing where just in Florida they call all fruit apples? <laughs> <So> <laughs> Well, it was them apples, some um, bright orange know about apples. them apples. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, the husband says, um, I judged it about being six and a half to seven feet tall. As soon as I realized how close it was, I got back in the house. It had an awful smell that lasted well after it had left my yard. It was making deep whoop noises. Whoop noises? Yeah. Whoop. There it is. Whoop. Whoop. I feel like that's a Sasquatch. Like Sasquatch, they make like a whoop, whoop, whoop. Right. Yeah. I've heard the whole whoop, whoop thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then they bang sticks around. Fucking juggalos. Yeah. Out there in the woods. <laughs> uh, are you saying that all Sasquatch are juggalos? Are you saying that the Sasquatch yeah. is the juggalo of the ape world? <laughs> Magnets. Mm. Why aren't they real? <laughs> Apples. Where do they grow? <laughs> Uh, most recently in January of 2015 a landscaper named Matthew McCamey was canoeing with a friend in Lettuce Lake Park near Tampa okay you ever been to Lettuce Lake I don't think I've been to Lettuce Lake Park (laughs) by the way that's L-E-T-T-U-C-E not L-E-T-U-S I've been to Ranch Dressing Park (laughs) (laughs) it's very close right (laughs) close by (laughs) In between uh, Crouton Canyon. <laughs> um, it's right over by Garnish Hill, right? Is that the... Uh-huh. Uh, mm. Yep. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so Landscaper was canoeing out there with a friend. Um, they both heard a weird noise and saw something moving through the trees. Uh, at the time, I was just thinking, holy shit, what the hell is this? And by the time it walked off, my buddy was just like, let's go, let's go now, he recalled. Thinking back to what we saw, I think there's a good chance that we actually saw a skunk ape. It was not a bear, I know that much, and it certainly wasn't human. Well, I mean, there's no bears down there, so that's a solid start to that idea. It would be arguably more alarming mm-hmm. if you found a bear. Yeah, absolutely. That's... I want to say there's like some black bears in northern Florida, but not around the middle of the state like that. You swamp bear, swamp bears. We get back. It's you know, sea sea apes, sea swamp bear. Swamp bears, yeah. Sea ape, swamp bear. That's a whole <laughs> sentence right there. Um, well, there's no bears there because there's nothing big enough for them to really eat to be able to live there. Like, they, they wouldn't really be able to get by. It seems like it would be it'd be real rough. Like, you'd see a lot of a lot of sad, thin bears. Yeah, just sad real, bears. 
Yeah, definitely. I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the article ends with a a real conspiracy theory banger here. Meanwhile, the United States National Park Service categorically denies the existence of the skunk ape. Uh-huh. Oh, no, that's supposed to be a controversial opinion. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, you know how like the National Park Service's motto is like we buy into bullshit all the time, 100 percent. Bring us your conspiracy theory, fake monsters. Yeah. 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 That's why right. it's a weird thing. The National Forestry Service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super pro Bigfoot all the time. They're like, we're we're pretty sure it's out there, too. But well, the National Forestry Service's motto is we think that some of the trees are the legs of giants. <laughs> National Forestry Service. Did you know ants are real? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them you're a hobbit. They won't <laughs> believe you. Uh, uh, so that's that's the skunk ape. That's uh, the skunk ape. That's, wow. that's gross. Yeah, you know, I really, I honestly thought there was more to the story than it's Bigfoot that smells bad. Basically, that, that kind of seems to be the case. Um, uh-huh. For for some secondary evidence here, I actually I queued up the um, if I can find it here. I do have the Wikipedia article. I'm real I'm real glad I I brought this up. Uh, the skunk ape, also known as the swamp cabbage man, the swamp cabbage man, which I'm assuming is due to the proximity to Lettuce Lake. Uh, it's Florida's best superhero. It's, it's their best hope for the world. Swamp Cabbage Man! <laughs> He's just sitting in, in a swamp, just like submerged up to his neck, just looking at it like a red Batman phone, waiting. Uh-huh. One look. day, one day this will ring. They'll call. They said they'd call <laughs> before they banished me to the swamp. Um yeah, and even even the Wikipedia article um, doesn't say much. They do say that um, some skeptics believe that it it could be sightings of a black bear, um, or it could be uh, a hoax to drum up tourism. I don't think that that drums up a lot of tourism. Is the thing that it's like, well, I mean, yeah, there's a swamp ape there, but you're not gonna go look for it. If you if you had the option to be like, all right, I'm going to go hunt down a fake animal. Uh-huh. I could hunt down a Bigfoot, or I could hunt down a Bigfoot that smells like a, a butthole. Right. I'm probably going to go Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people are going to appreciate it more, for yeah. starters. I caught a Bigfoot. And... Whereas if you say, like, hey, I caught this Bigfoot, he smells terrible. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> yeah, get it away from us. And just to be clear, I'm not saying that I think that Bigfoot smells good. No, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't. But he would smell worse if he lived in Florida. Yeah. Absolutely. I... No doubt about it. He's furry. <laughs> He's going to smell bad. I had long hair there once. Oh, no. It was a bad move. Oh. Yeah. You know, have you seen those sloths that, like, they are they live in tropical climates and there's just moss growing in their fur? Uh-huh. Like that. I'm yeah. picturing that, Absolutely. basically. It'd be like that, but also there's some shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> just just one giant dingleberry. Uh-huh. Aww. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, like, if it is not a bunch of uh, hippies covering up a grow-op, 
Right. And, you know, maybe working in tandem with skunks. Who's who's to say? Uh, spooky. Yeah. Kind of spooky. Yeah. Kind of sp- kind of spooky only because the environments you see it in are already fucking spooky. I was about to say there I think part of the reason that that stuff like this catches on in the places that it catches on is because it is such a a terrifying place. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't get a lot of like big feats in I don't know Wyoming. Right. It's like, well where right. do they hide? Yeah, it's very relaxing up there. Yeah. Whereas uh, down there it's like you can't you can't see more than a few feet in front of you a lot of the time yeah. if you're in one of those swamps. And then when you can, it's nothing good <laughs> that you see on the other side. Like, it's never fun. You you can't trust the ground underneath your feet a lot of the time. We've covered the sinkholes. Yeah. Yeah. This, well, I mean, beyond the, the sinkholes, when you're in the swamps, it's like you, you try and put a foot in and you don't really know how deep the water is because it's all so murky. Uh, a lot of the swamps are brackish water. So... Oh, I think I just realized which story I'm going to tell at the end. It has nothing to do with ghosts, <laughs> uh, but it's a scary swamp story. Fucking perfect. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that is most upsetting to me in the world is the idea of a body of water that I can't see the bottom of. Yep. Gross. Yeah, yeah. And Uns- that's, uh, that's swamp water for you. Blech. Hard, hard, all, hard pass All on that. brackish, so you don't know what kind of reptiles are in there. Could, <sighs> be, could be literally any of them. Yep. All could be all yeah. of them. They could be working together. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, fuck that. Nothing good happens in the sea. No. Like I'm just generally not. I'm calling yeah. the swamp the sea also, but like yeah, it's yeah. just in this particular case. Yeah, it's mostly true. Um. So yeah, spooky. spooky. I, I think uh, it's one of those. It's whenever I think about like a, a Bigfoot or an ape or something. It kind of seems cornball on the face of it. We're like, oh, you know, it's a spooky, like a. <laughs> Hi, fun. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Jesus. There's someone at the door. There sure is. And it's as if we were never gone at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we didn't just spend 10 minutes talking about Doc Martens. <laughs> uh, for those listeners in Portland, which I'm assuming you all are, check out the Doc Martin flagship store at 10th and Burnside. They do good work. Um, hey, if you get plugged by Doc Martens after this, <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird twist to this ghost show. <laughs> be, it would be deeply weird if, if we went from made up sponsors that uh-huh. I do goofy ads for every week right. um to Doc Martin. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can but hope. We can but hope. That's that's why they call them bouncing souls. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes that like the thing that makes the Doc Martin soul better than any other soul is that they're filled with ghosts. Yeah, they're full yeah. of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> We've found a way to bind the souls of the living to rubber. Uh, <laughs> So uh, okay, that is that is the skunk ape. It's mm-hmm. it's. I'm gonna say mid level spooky. Right. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I think we're gonna introduce a rating system. Yeah, might as well. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It it's it feels like a good hook. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you rate the Tampa Theater? We gotta do that. That's one. right. Go we ahead gotta, and do that one first. I'm going to go one out of five phantasmal bicycle chains. Okay. Uh, you know what? No, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two out of five. Yeah, I feel like I agree. I feel like it, it, at least you know, 
someone got tapped on the shoulder and stuff. Yeah, it was someone. There died. was still some some level of of it. So yeah, two out of two out of five phantasmal <laughs> bicycle chains. And and for the for the skunk ape, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go three out of five shit encrusted pot farmers. Okay. <laughs> yep. What are what are your thoughts on the skunk ape? I feel like I feel like given the fact that it's con- oh well, but I have been I don't know. <laughs> really given some deep thought to the, the skunk, skunk ape. The skunk ape itself I would give 2 out of 5. Sure. Right? But the situation where you think you're seeing a skunk ape even if you aren't really seeing a skunk ape and you're out there in the places where people see skunk apes. Yeah. That I give four out of five. I will completely agree with that. The idea of, yeah, the idea of looking across some reeds and mandrakes or whatever. Right. And just seeing glowing monkey eyes. Yeah. Or something big with fur walking around over there. This is, yeah, that's, and then it's just dense foliage all around you. If like that's the story where the guy's canoeing that, because you're trapped in the boat. Yeah. You're stuck in a, a, and not only that, you're stuck in a boat. And when you're canoeing in those swamps, it's just little inlets going through where you've got to make these kind of tight turns a lot of the time. And it's already real squirrely and you you can't stand up all the way because your head will hit some trees because you're in a fucking little stream that is just going through like, like you mentioned mangroves and stuff like that. And there's like, there's one, like, yeah, there's one path for you to go. And the skunk ape knows that, and he's going to be Of course waiting. it does. It's his <sighs> swamp. You're just living in it. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out the swamp ape is actually Shrek. <laughs> it's, it's been Shrek the whole time. I'm picturing that scene from Deliverance, but instead of the banjo, you just hear somebody. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, okay, so now it is it is my chur- my my churn. I'm gonna make some butter. Huh. I think I think I might need to go with Robert the doll. Okay. Yeah. Let's do Robert the doll. I think that that's probably the best way to go. Yeah. So this is Robert the doll, which I feel like is is has been the the motivation for a number of spooky cinematic dolls. Yeah. Yeah, there's spooky dolls all over the place, but this, yeah, definitely. Ugh. <laughs> for for the audience, Robert the doll kind of looks like if Curious George was in a terrible fire. I mean, this whole first paragraph is just describing what Robert the doll looks like. So, uh, this, uh, all right. So the the article is called "Robert the Doll Might Be the Most Haunted Toy in History," uh, from allthatsinteresting.com. Okay. Uh, Doing good work over there. Almost all old-timey dolls are creepy, but Robert the doll might be the creepiest. For one, he's life-size and dressed in an actual child's clothing. (laughs) Already, I'm upset. Um, Okay. Which child? I feel like we'll get to that. I... 
I try to do the most minimum amount of skimming of these. Like yeah. I ensure. So it, you get a little bit of reaction from them. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Um, but I believe that they cover that. Okay. Um, For another. Uh, okay. So he's life size and dressed in an actual child's clothing. For another, his eyes are black buttons staring off into nothingness. And the material covering his face uh, is so old that there are literally holes forming on his cheeks. For another, they say again, <laughs> because, I mean, you could just keep listing stuff about this doll, and that's fine enough. I hope the whole rest of the article, every sentence is, for another. It's just a series of Columbo moments, and another thing. And for another, the dog on his lap has big, bulging eyes and a long tongue hanging maniacally out of its mouth. Isn't it interesting that they chose to render the dog as well? Yeah. That's the dog is weird on its own. <laughs> why why give him like do you need to give him the dog? At least it's not like uh uh taxidermy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that could make Robert the doll more upsetting is if he had an actual dead animal right on his yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. Um okay. Okay, well upsetting already. Also Robert can apparently move across the room on his own, follow you with his creepy eyes, and wreak havoc on your life if you disrespect him. We'd say that last part is probably the creepiest. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's the creepiest part. <laughs> no, yeah. I think they really... If if you look up to bury the lead in a dictionary, it's going to be a <laughs> screenshot of that paragraph. He's really creepy because he kind of looks creepy and, you know, he's got a dog that looks creepy. Also, it's alive. Uh, Robert the doll was once shiny and new. Approximately 115 years ago, he was manufactured by the Stife Company, the same toy manufacturer that created the first teddy bear for Theodore Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. Roosevelt. They're still, uh, they're still in business. They're making incredibly expensive teddy bears in Germany. Really? Uh, yeah. They also... What this a weird is, shift. This is a weird tangent. They wanted to celebrate Teddy Roosevelt, so they made him a teddy bear because there was a famous story about Teddy Roosevelt um, going on a tour somewhere, and they gave, they like, the inhabitants of this town were basically like, here, look, there's this bear you can shoot. We know you love to hunt, and it was, like, a really sad bear, and it was chained up somewhere. Uh, and Roosevelt said, no, let this thing go. Let it, this is sad. I don't want to do it. And so they made him this bear to celebrate that. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah. And is that story real? Yes. Uh, oh, and wow. and after after Roosevelt Taft was elected and lacking any noble and heroic stories, the Stife company groped into the recent past where Taft was invited to somewhere in like Alabama or something and they made him possum for dinner and he liked it so much he had thirds. And so Stife made him a possum and they called it a Billy Possum hoping it would catch on like a teddy bear. Oh, wow. It did not. No, of course no, not. Not even a little bit. President ate this animal. <laughs> I know. But three like, times. Remember how the president is as large as five men, and one time he yeah. ate like seven possums? I bet Taft eats three servings of everything. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how bad it is. I'll have more. You could bring Taft some Arby's, and he'd be like, get me two more runs of this. I got a tub to get stuck in later. <laughs> Man, how bad does it suck to go to such a length to become the leader of a country, and the thing that you get known for far into the into the future is 
you got stuck in a bathtub once. Yeah. That's the most notable thing. In an era where information was easier to control than water. Like, they would like be... Like water in a bathtub. Exactly. <laughs> 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 like, if you were like, okay, build a dam or contain a secret. Much easier to contain a secret back then than build a dam. And yeah. still fucking Taft was like, oh, yeah, tell him I got stuck in the bathtub. <laughs> Do you think it's real? What if it's not real? I hope it's not real. I really hope that it's like weird propaganda. It's just propaganda that fucking worked because that's how fat he was. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people in like straw hats looking at him during a speech. I could see him getting stuck in a tub for sure. Yeah, I know how like small a, my tub like a guy is. who gets stuck in a tub. Okay. Actually, I want to look that up. You gave the forewarning as we got into this that part of this show was tangents and dead presidents. There's so. <laughs> oh, the dead presidents thing was really prescient. It was not that he got stuck in a tub, but it was that getting stuck in a tub was a concern. Oh. And so in order to mitigate this, they installed gigantic tubs in the White House. Oh. So that he didn't get stuck in them. Do they still have them? I would. <laughs> That's the tub where George George W. painted that weird picture of his feet with the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I hope I would imagine Taft. they probably removed them for something that didn't smell like Taft. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to swap those tubs out every once in a while. So that's interesting. It's interesting that we all think of him as the president that definitely did that yeah. when he was just a dude who was worried about that happening. And now, because he knew how embarrassing it would be if everyone thought he got stuck in a tub. Wait for that to fucking backfire. I feel like just me walking around all the time be like, what if I shit my pants, right? <laughs> I took a modium earlier. I think Avalon shits his pants a lot. I think he's concerned about shitting his... He probably shits his pants yeah. a lot. He must happen frequently. Poor guy. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Robert the Doll. So, Robert the Doll was made by the uh, company that made the first teddy bear. Uh, it says, to add to his creepy factor, the Stife Company claimed that Robert was never intended to be a toy. Oh. Instead, he was manufactured as a mannequin for a window display. In hell? I don't know how that... <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the story of Robert the doll really begins before he even was a doll, as how he ended up being sold as a toy remains a mystery. Also up for debate... How he ended up in the hands of his owner, a young boy named Robert Otto. The story of how Robert made it into the hands of the young boy has been whittled down to two legends. Okay, so there's two alternate stories here. Okay. As to how Robert got in the hands of um, also a kid named Robert, which seems like ominous foreshadowing. That's, if you have a life-sized evil doll... That has your name. At some point, you are going to become the doll, and the doll will take over your life. Right. Yeah, like Freaky Friday, but like yeah. way worse. Now well, you're a doll. You're just made out of felt, slowly decomposing. Or whatever the fuck. Okay. Believers in Robert's supernatural abilities stick to the more mysterious version. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. A maid of the Otto family, a young girl of Bahamian descent, imbibed the doll with voodoo magic and gifted it to young Robert as retaliation for wrongdoing. Okay, so that's the more 
out there. Of That's the, two. the supernatural one. Is uh uh that that women from the Bahamas are gonna give you fucking spooky dolls? Who takes? A life-size doll is a present. Oh, thank you. I love it. I'm sure this isn't voodoo magic at all. Oh, no. I totally have. I know just the place for it. Mm. I'm picturing Rihanna. Yeah, probably. That's fun. Yeah. So that's the more the more out there one is that it's so hard to say. Like those like Christmas white elephant, like secret Santa things. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Like you just have to. Oh, no, I love it. Thank you. It's mm, mm, it's perfect. Uh, okay, those who are more skeptical of the doll's gifts are more inclined to believe the official version of events, which was that Robert the doll was purchased by Robert the boy's grandfather. Oh, Robert the boy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I am Robert the doll. I am Robert the boy. Oh, uh, Robert the geez. boy sounds like a really cool prog rock band. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've got one solid single, uh, but but an early album that's really good, and you can find it on Spotify, but nowhere else. <laughs> so, what what uh, the more the more down to earth one is that Robert the boy was not given a voodoo doll. Oh wait, but it says who brought him back to the United States and gifted him to his young grandson. Yeah, one way or another, Robert the boy <coughs> ends up with this doll, and either it's got voodoo magic or it doesn't. Okay, so in the second version, if it's the grand, that sounds like a weird grandpa gift. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a weird grandpa gift. I'm, it doesn't sound like something that a maid would give you. Especially not, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, a hundred years ago, a Bahamanian maid probably not going to like the stife teddy bear boutique and being like i need the one in the window the display one yeah whereas weird grandpa being like boy that doesn't that weird doll look like robbie the boy <laughs> yeah yeah that does sound more normal yeah one time my grandma bought me an indiana jones hat besides if there was a maid there she could have found the doll while she was there. Yeah. Being also, sidebar, if if you are a voodoo maid of some kind, which also, yeah, definitely don't put that on your resume, you don't need to buy, like, an elaborate doll. You could just make one out of wax. Yeah. You could make a voodoo doll if right. voodoo is your trade. You do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be like a, a baker buying a cake at Safeway. Man, of course this Florida ghost story is a little bit racist. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course we've got to go like yeah well it could be voodoo magic i am surprised we didn't get there in the skunk ape story so yeah we held right. out you're right yeah we really managed to get through this okay regardless of how he came by it so it doesn't really matter which story of those last two you buy sure uh regardless of how he came by it robert the boy who went by gene after his middle name Okay, Rob um, Gene the Robert Boy. Robert the Boy is his stage name. Huh? <laughs> Robert the Boy, who went by Gene after his middle name, instantly fell in love with Robert the Doll. He took him everywhere with him and dressed him in his own clothes. A sailor suit he had once worn as a baby. Okay, mm, this got creepy in a different way. Yeah. How old is Robert the Boy? Uh, they don't mention. 
but mm. he goes by Gene. Okay, so he's reached the age where he's decided to give himself a new name. That's definitely the age at which a young boy could um, make use of a doll. Yeah. Well, he go- <laughs> I, his his name is Robert Gene Otto. So he's 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 got three first names. Robert. He's Gene. all first name. That's bad. That's yeah, always a bad, that's bad sign. News. That's how you that's, get serial killers. That's how you end up buying a doll and giving it your baby clothes. Um. Okay. What people really remember is what they would probably term as an unhealthy relationship with the doll. I fucking told you. <laughs> uh, <I laughs> says Corey Convertito, a Robert the Doll expert. Um, <laughs> this a couple episodes ago, we had somebody who was a professional cryptozoology blogger. Yeah, and. I thought that that was going to be the most bullshit profession that we came across in this podcast, but Uh Robert the Doll Expert. Robert the Doll Expert. Okay. What what does he have to say about this unhealthy relationship? uh, Robert brought it everywhere. He talked about it in the first person as if it weren't a doll. He was Robert, as in he is a live entity. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Fucking bringing up that spooky factor. This mm. It's spooky, but it's like it's it's crossed over from being like voodoo spooky to horse girl spooky. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, this is gross. This is creepy. I don't like it. Soon, however, strange things began happening around the auto household. Things would move on their own. Oh, good. Thank God. It wasn't like Robert kept asking the Bahamanian maid how to launder a doll. (laughs) But I mean, (laughs) I got to launder a lot out of it. (laughs) He's very dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Robert the doll is... Uh, moving okay. all around, he's sticking. Things would move on their own, and Gene began blaming frequent mishaps on the doll, insisting it was Robert who was at fault. At first, his parents brushed off his claims, but before long, they too were noticing strange things happening out around Robert, which continued as the child grew older. Okay. Is this the basis for the family circus? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. It was the haunted doll, everyone. (laughs) Fucking spooky-ass doll. Once, a plumber who had been hired to make repairs around the auto's home claimed to hear children's laughter, though Gene was not home at the time. When he looked around the room, he noticed that Robert the doll had moved from one side of it to the other, seemingly on his own. Okay. That's deeply upsetting. As he grew into an adult, Gene Otto moved into a large house in Key West known as the Artist House. I think I've been there. I think I went to that place. It sounds I'm sure that's still there. Sounds nice. Oh, fuck. Okay. No, oh, no. As he was no longer being carried around by Gene, Robert the Doll took up a permanent position in a chair facing out of an upstairs window where he could be seen by the people on the street below. How much did Gene Otto hate people? Oh, bo- no, mother. No, I'm. it's fucking psycho. It's Norma Bates yeah. up there in the chair. Um, so he's an, he's an adult man, like a, 
Okay. All right. Though the placement was a playful one, people who passed by were soon avoiding walking past the house altogether. Why? They would swear that the doll would disappear and reappear facing another direction, or that his gaze would follow them as they passed below him. As if my morning commute wasn't bad enough, I have to (laughs) deal with a haunted doll. You're just on your way to work, and you're pretty sure there's a fucking doll watching you from above. That's ups- He's in the window. It's upsetting. Um, it's very upsetting. Is he married at this point? Is uh, it just- yes. We actually find that out in this paragraph. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is married, and he's just got a doll that watches people through the window. Uh, visitors to the artist house. Artist house. Yeah, there we go claimed that they would hear footsteps from the room above them where Robert sat, and that things would seem to move about the home on their own, with no explanation from Gene besides, I didn't do it, Robert did it. Family circus. But he's still a fucking adult. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, oh, yes, man. that's also very troubling. Imagine how, how fucked up do you have to be to blame things on your childhood doll that you keep in a... Upstairs window watching the street below while you live in the 60s in Key West. Look, okay, that's one story. That's one narrative. The other the other narrative is an adult man who is so terrified of this living doll that he has been cursed with. Right. That he's just trying to keep everybody happy. I think the third, uh, the third is that he thinks this is fucking hilarious. Mm, that is a much more fun story. That he's like, oh, dude, this doll's so fucking creepy, but I'm used to it, so what do I give a shit? I grew up with the thing, but I get it. Well, I don't know. Robert must have done it. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Why don't you sleep in the guest room? He'll watch you all night. Ooh. Gene keeps buying a fishing line. <laughs> Yeah, he's just sitting upstairs fucking with people on their way to work. <laughs> the doll waved at me. The thing about Key West is people drink hard down there. It's it's like it's like New Orleans because there's no uh, there's no laws about drinking in the street there. You can just <sighs> you can buy a drink at one bar and walk it down to another one, and no one gives a shit. So like the idea that there's a dude just partying hard down there, freaking people out with his ghost doll, is like <laughs> not that far out there. Stand, it's it, if it was going to happen somewhere. Yeah. Even Jean's wife reported being unnerved by the doll and eventually relegated it to seclusion in the attic, which is what you do when you're not scared of your husband's ghost doll, but you do think that Jean's being kind of a dick about this whole thing. You have identified an issue. Yeah. And you are going to take care of it. Time to have a talk. Let's, let's yeah. hear what else the voice of reason has to say. Yeah. Upon Gene and his wife's deaths in 1974. <laughs> At the hands of the doll? What happened? Oh, uh, they, they, they don't quite mention. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. A new tenant moved into the home. A woman named Myrtle Reuter. <laughs> Along with the home, Reuter came into ownership of some of its contents. Fuck, 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 shit, fuck. Including Robert the doll. <laughs> we just closed on this beautiful house. It's got a it's got a great view overlooking the street. And uh yeah, I'm just gonna go up to the attic and Oh no! 
(laughs) For 20 years, she lived in the home with Robert, and for 20 years, unexplained movements and sounds would come from the attic room in which he lived. Lived. Yeah, I love that this article is... Clearly got a pro-Robert stamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. In his loft. Go on. Finally, she donated him to the Fort East Martello Museum, citing only one reason for her donation. Just didn't fit with the decor? <laughs> Up in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, doll was haunted. Oh, oh Was the course. reason for her donation. Sure. Yep. Yep. Now, when you said 20 years in the house with things moving around, in my mind, that meant that she was unaware that there was a living boy doll in the attic. You know, it's it actually wouldn't be super unreasonable, I don't think, to never check out your Florida attic because you're not going to store stuff up there. It's hot. There's probably like... Yeah, it's hot as shit. What do you guys have instead of pigeons? Iguanas? Um, uh, uh, insects. Uh, actually, Key West, yeah, has uh, giant iguanas. See? You don't yeah. go up there. Yeah. Right. Oh, also, we may have we may have just uncovered what was happening oh, in the, the attic. is that, like, there might have been iguanas in your fucking attic. You live in a hellhole. It's Robert the Doll moving around, but he's just full of iguanas. He's <laughs> <laughs> just full of iguanas. <laughs> he's haunted, but not how you think. <laughs> He's he's haunted in the way that an ant farm is haunted by ants. <laughs> <laughs> so she finally decides to uh, clear out the iguanas and donates this doll to a museum there. What a boon for the museum. The, the museum took on the doll and the iguanas. <laughs> it doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> the Key West Herpetological Museum <laughs> was happy for the donation. The museum took on the doll, assuming that Reuter's claims were just that this were just the silly rantings of an old woman. I mean, come on. As a museum does, they're like, Yeah, we'll totally take this. Thanks. What a yeah, hundred yeah. year old Stife doll. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> The staff did not put him on display, instead keeping him in, in a storeroom until he could be incorporated into their exhibits. Why? What exhibit would that even be? Yeah, what ex- uh, shit we took from crazy old ladies. Like, what? <laughs> well, we've got this old doll, and then we've got a bunch of tea cozies made out of human hair. <laughs> <laughs> However, almost as soon as the doll arrived... So did numerous visitors wanting to see him. Wait, so he's like Robert the doll also has a posse? What? He's already? Whoa. Weird. Okay. Despite no press being released on Robert, people somehow learned that the museum had a haunted doll. Letters also began arriving from people begging Robert for forgiveness. For what? What? Or offering apologies for the disrespect they'd caused. Okay, now... Now, fuck. I'm... Look, I don't want to say anything to disparage the citizenry of our greatest and most penis-like state. Yeah. But if any state were going to start worshipping a doll like a god... Yeah, no, that's solid. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes perfect sense. Again, I mean... You know, yeah, it's a lovely 
fucking scary place on lots of levels. I just mixed those last two sentences together. But, it, you know, that's the weird thing. It is a lovely place, too. Yeah. I can't overlook how beautiful Florida is, and that's why they don't need to make up ghost stories to get tourists. There's they a, just get them. There's about 20 minutes uh, every time I watch The Birdcage where I'm like, oh, I think I get it. You know? Yeah. Hmm. If you've got a lot of money and you're ready to retire, yeah, beautiful place. Sure. Hang out. Yeah. You're not um, going into the swamp. Yeah, you're right. You're not going into the swamp. You're going to go to the beach, and it's going to suck there, but it's not going to be spooky at all. <laughs> now, why? What kind of letter do you write at all? Why are they asking for forgiveness? What do they do? Are they asking, like, did they sin against the doll? Uh, Why is they the say they say for forgiveness or offering apologies for the disrespect they'd caused. So the doll was like coming to their house, threatening them, I guess that we can assume. I mean, it seems like the doll moves around on its own. Right. Oh, so it was probably leaving the museum <laughs> and just fucking kicking some ass at night. You're just you're you're sitting at home just, you know, reading a book in the evening and then it's just a doll. At your door, being like "fuck you," <laughs> is that what's happening? I guess. I okay. Maybe it's doing full on Chucky bullshit. I if they're if if people are worried about the disrespect that they've caused the doll, that that to me suggests that like the doll, the doll showed up and that they were shitty to him. Like they were they were being assholes well, to the yeah, doll. You're shitty to him. You <laughs> what? You think you? Well, you invited a. a, a You'd probably get him on the podcast. (laughs) If a doll shows up at your door, it's like, oh, you came to the right place. Now, I'm going to throw this out there. If a living doll were Mm -hmm. to approach your door and issue a demand. Right. What would you do? I mean, a living doll just came to my door. Um, I'm going to move. Well, that too, but like in that the... Too. Bef- oh, that too. Yeah, definitely. Before I mean, the doll leaves. Probably depends on the demand. Oh, yeah. If he showed up and was like, hey, give me your shoes. Uh, the ones that you're wearing right now. Like specifically, he has a specific demand. Yeah. He just wants the shoes I'm yeah, wearing right now. They don't fit him. Yeah. But he just wants them. Right. You're right. I don't think I'd I'd be able to be like, fuck you, doll. <laughs> right. You're giving the doll your shoes. I don't know if I'm giving the doll my <laughs> shoes. Then he's going to come back. <laughs> but if you don't give him the shoes, he's going to kill you. Maybe, maybe. I we think don't I got to try and kill the doll, right? <laughs> like, I think if a doll shows up and starts making demands, your life's already on its way out. Okay, so you've got nothing at that point. You've yeah, got what are you going to lose? <laughs> Fucking, what, but, what's a doll's weakness? I think you got to burn it or whatever. <laughs> you think. I mean, what if... What if it's like the doll asks for your shoes, and if you give the doll your shoes, like he gives you like riches or wishes? Oh well, we don't know. See, I mean, yeah, maybe that maybe there's a compromise to be made with this doll. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we've got, anyway. I, yeah, we're not going to get an answer here, but I'm just saying this is a weird situation. <laughs> Enjoy next week's episode with Robert the doll. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if he speaks. <laughs> Just laughs. Just, just the sound of rustling. Just, it's, it's just an, just an hour and a half of 
of noises, then you can't tell if they're Robert the Doll laughing or Avalon screaming. And no one can make it out, but it's very well edited. <laughs> so. um, okay. Eventually, the museum appeased their visitors and put the mysterious doll on display. Today, Robert the Doll sits safely behind glass, rarely, ta- rarely taken from his case. People still visit daily, hoping to catch a glimpse of Robert the Doll moving. Even at 115 years old, visitors claim that cameras malfunction in his presence and that electronic devices go haywire. Okay. That's it. That's the story of Robert the Doll. They fucking magnetoed him. <laughs> they can't hold me forever, Charles! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, at least he's safe. Right. So it's kind of, uh, it's a little bit like Annabelle. It's a little bit like uh, that weird doll in the boy. It's a little bit like Night of the Living Dummy. We got we got everything here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A little bit of everything. I my favorite part about this story is the points that are unsaid. Um, just the sentence. Letters also began arriving from people begging Robert for forgiveness. What? It's ha- like what the fuck happened. That there's what in the living fuck happened to those people? It's like saying like, well, we went out for a picnic and then we got home and after we cleaned up all the blood, we just decided that we wanted to order pizza. It's like, no, 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 no. You stepped over some things. We need <laughs> forgiveness. Yeah. Like either there, I don't. We're we're not going to get to the bottom of this, but yeah, what, why? My fan fiction story of this is that Otto faked his own death and just fucking really thought this was super funny. So faked I've, his own death and then lived another 20 years after whatever age they thought he died at because he hated his wife that made his put his hilarious doll in the attic. Spoilers for the l- mid 2018 film The Boy. That's very much what it is. Why were they apologizing to him? I, that's gonna that's gonna bug me for a really long time. Yeah. That's Begging ups- Robert for forgiveness. Are they just like is the, are they thinking that he's like an avatar of like some higher being? Like he's he's an he's an envoy from the supernatural. Like he's like he like asked for something. Yeah, or like he, that he's like. In the same way that, like, if you like, if you met a medium, you might like be like, "Tell my grandfather." And like, I don't fucking know your grandfather, but you just assume because they're supernatural, they're hooked in with everything. I guess so. It's a it's a stretch. It is definitely a stretch, but I don't know what else. If I had to write a list of things I would apologize to a random doll for, mm-hmm. it's a short list. It's upsetting. I don't like I don't like yeah. any of <clears throat> Okay. I remember hearing this one when I did that ghost tour. Yeah. Uh but it was a guy who was talking like this the oh, whole time. Spooky. Yeah. He was good. Sure. Don't get me wrong. But uh but uh yeah. It it definitely kinda kinda uh brought down the level of horror for the I feel like this is a this is a solid like four um, holy fuck! There's a doll up there. <laughs> yes, I'm. 
I'm going to give it four. The the only thing that could make it creepier is if somebody died and yeah. they found Robert like right. sitting on their chest. Yeah, I feel like that's the only uh, that's the only angle that makes like a ghost story like really scary is when someone actually like dies in the story. Yeah, uh, uh, and not for just unrelated reasons where it's like we don't know if maybe Gene and his wife go both got choked out by a doll. We don't know. That's we the other thing. We don't know how they died, and like if they like if they died of natural causes, it's all well and good. But if the police show up and they've choked to death on buttons, yeah, <laughs> then it's a concern. It's weird that they both died, but in between both of them dying, no one got the doll out of the attic. Nobody was like, "Hey, do you remember how Robert had that doll that he fucked?" That's yeah. probably still in the attic, right? It's probably still up there. We should probably move that, right? We should probably go set that doll on fire. Makes me think Gene must have died first, and the wife was just like, "Fuck that doll up there." All of the nights that I had to let the doll watch. <laughs> Because you like okay if 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 Gene is just like fucking around it's like a hilarious bit no but if in any capacity Gene thinks that the doll is alive the doll is going to be integrated into their life in a really troubling way yeah because it's as far as you can tell one of his actual friends yeah yeah if it's actually some demon that's alive who marries a guy who thinks a doll's alive he had to have at some point been like yeah I'm just fucking around. I would hope so. You, I mean, hmm. It's Florida. Yeah, I was going to, like, I forgot. I'm like, is, how far into the past was this? Because if it was like the 1700s, I'd be like, well, it he thinks the, that this doll is alive. It was the 60s, but it's in Key West, Florida. So it's so. like, who fucking knows what time period that is, really? Um, well, you want me to tell my not really a ghost story? Yes. Or are we out of time? T- no, we, oh, I, t- please, uh, there will, there's judicious editing that goes on in this podcast. <laughs> so please. Okay. Please do right. if you have a spooky story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one time I was going out to this island that was uh, that was like walking distance off the coast of where I lived. Uh, okay. This is already. Okay. Because uh, St. Petersburg is like the, the coastal uh, city to the kind of the a little bit to the west of Tampa that it's like right there on the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, and I lived a little bit even west of St. Petersburg. Um, so I was living really close to the, to the, the ocean and stuff. And there's a lot of parks out there that are really just kind of these, these swampland type areas where there's a lot of brackish water, where the, the, the salt water from the ocean meets the fresh water. Um, so you don't know what's out there. Sure. You don't, you don't know what's in that water at all. You have no idea. It's a troubling it, ecosystem. It, it could be, yeah, it could be literally anything is down there in the water. Um, and it's a lot of mangrove forests and stuff like that and some regular forests and then just these scattered islands that are all over the place. And so now see, I was, I was picturing like a normal human beach. No, no, okay. not, not really. <clears throat> there's, there's those two. There are, there are just straight, beautiful beach areas. Definitely. Sure. But also a decent chunk of them are, are these kind of brackish swampland. Uh. Okay. That that ends up being an area that you really shouldn't be in at all because of of how much could be in there that's dangerous. But of course, that's where you go to hang out and do drugs if you're a Floridian teenager. That makes because sense. It's the only place you're not supposed to go, so no one thinks to look there. And also, if they were thinking of looking there, they look at it and go "fuck that" and they don't go. 
Um, and so that's the places you got to go if sure. you want to get isolated. Uh, and uh, so we would go out to this place that we called the island. Yeah, it was uh, that was our only name for it. It was an island off the coast of one of the one of the state parks there. Uh, and so in order to get to it at night, you would have to go. And usually we'd go during the evening because you didn't want a lot of people to see you because you weren't supposed to be going out there at all. Sure. Cover of uh, night. Yeah. Cover of night. So we would we would sneak through this state park with like coolers and stuff, coolers and backpacks and tents and stuff. Um, and we would just sort of walk through the um, through the water because it, it would uh, when the tide changed, it would sometimes get up to like your hips. But generally, it was only like up to your knees, that water generally i'd like the audience to know that i am just screaming internally about how bad this could be all of this is the 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 thing that i am the most scared of yeah go on okay right (laughs) yeah so it's like i'm concerned about leeches like that's the thing where i'm like i will never touch a natural body of water i think there are leeches in florida i could be wrong about that but i never encountered them it'd be it by by the grace of God, it would be nice if there was, like, one monster saw, that didn't exist there. Saw everything else there, sure. I think. And uh, so on the way out there, it, like, you're you're putting your feet in the sand, and it's not, like, normal sand. It is just straight eating your feet when you, when you try and put it in there. It's, like, lightly quicksandy, kind of, a little bit. Good. That's um, what you want. Where it's, like, you got to keep your shoes on or, and tie them nice and tight because you'll lose them otherwise. Um and that's a that's a decision you've got to make as are you going to wear your shoes while you're walking through this because if you don't wear your shoes you might step on something and have a way worse time but if you do wear your shoes you're moving way slower and it's it's already pretty hard to move through the water to get out there uh, but we got out there just fine we I need we, to go have a cigarette go on. <laughs> you just you just you just carry you carry your pack above your above the water uh, and on 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 the way out there, we didn't even need to do that. You could just have it on your back. The tide was nice and low. It was pretty easy. We walked out. Uh, we had a great time. We had a campfire. We were we were hanging out. But me and two of my other friends had school the next morning, and we were only out there because of FOMO. We didn't. We knew we had to be at school the next morning, but we were hanging out a bu- with a bunch of people that had already graduated. This is my senior year of high school, um, and my one friend um, on our way on our way out of there. Um, I'm actually I'm not sure what he was doing because I knew he'd already graduated. He must have had work or something the next morning, right? Either way, he had to be home, so. On our way out, he he mentioned like he he'd been talking about how he was so scared of sharks, and he mentioned how this was uh, bull shark mating season. Actually, it was a thing that we just sort of talked about. We were just digging around on our way back out through the uh, the Blair Witch like woods that are on the island. <laughs> it's it's no okay. I have to stop you right there. It's worse than the Blair Witch. Say what you will about the inhospitable wilds of northern Massachusetts. It is an inhospitable territory for sharks. Yeah. It's not a concern that the Blair Witch can have. Go on. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, it, but, I mean, the island itself, on its own... Oh, sure. ...is independently terrifying. <laughs> it's the it's the <laughs> environment, I imagine, seeing a swamp ape in the distance and just being like, what the fuck do I do even? I don't... Wh- what? Wh- 
do I leave it alone? Do I not leave it alone? Do I, is it going to leave me alone? I don't know. You look over and you see the swamp ape who is also like losing its shit and running. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, no. Well, that can't mean anything good. <laughs> yeah. The fact that it's running away. What's it running away from? Right. But that's the sort of environment it is. But that's where you go to party. Sure. When you're a teenager, you always go to the place where you die in a horror movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, and there was a fun little interlude of this story where I'm on the island and I've got a bucket hat with a joint hidden inside of it that I lose, but it's the only weed we brought, so we all go back out to find it. So we're all trudging through the woods, splitting up with flashlights. Like, we're just asking for it this oh. whole fucking time. And normally in a um, horror movie, the justification for splitting up is a little bit... Better oh. than just we'll find the weed quicker. Yeah. But we did find it. Oh, good. Yeah, nice. this this bizarre moment where we all we all end up in the same part of the woods again, and then we just happen to find it in the middle of all of us. Also creepy. Yep, also a little creepy, but yep. there's no follow-up after that. So instead we get this part where we're leaving, and we realize as we're getting back into the water that the tides have changed way more drastically than we're used to them doing while we're out on the island because this is our third or fourth time going out there right so we're kind of used to it but this time the water's way higher than usual was this a situation where you were perhaps leaving later in the morning where the tide had perhaps receded a bit more it could be yeah usually we would leave the next morning usually we'd stay there overnight this was the only time i left in the middle of the night yeah the way that i i Usually we'd come there in the middle of the night and then leave the next morning. Um, by the way, running into other people that are also camping on the <sighs> island that you think is completely uninhabited, not cool. No. Um, no but we realized those guys were from the same high school as us immediately, uh, so it wasn't that creepy. But funny. it was still a moment where it's like, what the fuck is there other people over you, there? You see the light in the distance and you think, You see the what? light in the distance, Why? you see a campfire. You see, you see a second plume of smoke on the same island that you're on. Weird moment. The things that become horrifying in isolation, where it's right. like, oh, it's a fire. It's like, yeah, nobody else is here. Yeah. Oh fuck, it's a swamp ape. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're uh, we're we're on our way out, and at first it seems normal because you can't tell how deep the water is exactly from looking at it. And we don't remember exactly where the shoreline was. So we start walking in and then we gradually realize like, oh, this is way deeper than we thought it was before. And uh, we hold, we're holding our backpacks over our heads now. So we don't have our hands at all. Um, And we're, it's, it's up to our, up to our hips and it's getting deeper. Yep. And we're about halfway through. So we figure like it must start getting less deep than this, right? And then we hear a splash to our right. Oh, good. We hear a splash that uh, to our right, the way that leads out to the ocean. We hear something splash heavy. And we all stop for a second and go, guys, what the fuck was that? And then we hear it louder and closer. And we all go, okay, go fast. And we start trying to run, but you can't. The things you can do in water, running yeah. is at the top of the and, list. And it's, like I said, it's like quicksand. <sighs> So we're, so we're stuck, and we're trying to go as fast as we can, and whatever this is keeps getting closer, and we're still just hearing splashes getting closer and closer to us, and then we hear one further away, and then we hear another one a little further away, and then it's gone, 
and we're getting closer to the shore and we all get out and we're all fine but we're all also like okay fuck that almost definitely was like something predatory sea ape chasing something well, like, because we'd, we'd look over and we couldn't see anything. It was just something splashing something in, in the water. Because ah! we, could, we, could, we could look over and see the splashes. of, big, And that's not, unti- not entirely unusual. Sometimes big fish will just fuck around in the water and make these big splashes out of nowhere. And, it, you know, if you live there, you're used to that. So if you hear them, it doesn't seem that unusual, though, sure. that that would be happening. What made us freak out was that it was really loud. And it was getting closer. Yeah. But I don't think it was anything supernatural. I think worst case scenario, it was a bull shark that decided not to fuck with us because bull sharks kill people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they, they are a mean ass shark that'll just tear you up. Uh, they're not that big or anything. They're just assholes. They're just assholes. Sure. Yeah, they're mean. and they're, Like, I don't want to fucking fight a shark in the dark. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we all got away. It was, it was all fine, whatever it was, but we were fucking terrified after that. That's deeply upsetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that plays into, yeah, my... W- b- <laughs> uh the number of I boy do I wish I just had a camera on me for for aspects of this podcast because it's just abject fucking horror. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, I don't like the idea of stepping on a slimy rock. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, you would step on something slimy out there sometimes, and you uh, you get you get raised as a kid of uh, this idea that you you aren't supposed to step straight down in salt water when you live in in tropical places. Because uh, of stingrays. Oh sure, the stingrays hide in the in the sand, and if you step right on top of them, they'll just stab you. So you gotta you gotta kind of shuffle your feet. You gotta kind of get them in the sand, but you know, you you kind of you kind of get used to not really doing that at I a certain point too. You just know you're supposed to. Oh, I hate the sea. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate Terrifying. the sea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's yeah okay. Very very. Uh, not necessarily a ghost, maybe a ghost story. We don't yeah, know. Who fucking knows? Hard to fucking say. Even a fish ghost. I like the idea that, like, what the fuck is it? Just camera pans over and it's just like a charming dolphin. Like, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it easily could have been that too. Yeah. They they hang out there all the time. They make a fuck ton of noise. Sure. They, they're attracted to stuff that's moving around in the water. They like it. It yeah. wouldn't have been too shallow for them. Easily could have been a dolphin. Could have been easily a dolphin. something I also wouldn't want to meet in the water, because they can get mean. You, uh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those situations where, like, fuck, is it a shark? Oh, it's a dolphin. Oh, good. Oh, wait a second. Also, not great. Um, but yeah, could could be a dolphin. Could be a shark. Could be Robert the yeah. doll. We just don't know. Could have been Robert the doll. Yeah. yeah. Um, Robert the boy. <laughs> just old. I live in the walls. <laughs> um, I'm giving. I'm giving that five. Near misses way up. <laughs> oh, uh, well. Uh, at the at this point in the podcast, the the embers are 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 dying, and the fire that I light in my apartment, fire is growing low. Um, 
You know what's great is that uh, the your dog chewing kind of sounds like fire embers burning out. <laughs> it's it sounds a little bit like fire embers burning out, but the fact that she's chewing on a goat horn means that it smells a little bit like popcorn and toenails in here. Ambiance. Yeah, yeah. Just adds a little bit of atmosphere. Also, yep. she seems to have heard you and has left the room. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She's embarrassed now. Yeah. yeah. Embarrassed to be on a podcast. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, my dog is. She's she's good people. Got got the point. Sorry, I interrupted your outro. Oh, it's the yeah, yeah. This this podcast is just it's a gradual taper off. Um, well, uh, uh, Nathan, thank you for being here. Where where can people find you in the world? Uh, uh look me up on uh at Starving Hardest, uh, on all the all the social media stuff. Your that's Twitters, your, your Instagrams. That's, yeah, that's your best bet. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's the, that's the easiest way to find me in uh flesh space too. Yell starving artist in the distance. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just yell it and uh and I'll hear the hashtag and I'll maybe I'll be summoned. Maybe you'll end up with a doll. I don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it could go all wrong for you. This I'm we're gonna try this later. We're gonna see what, what shakes out. I'm expecting a visit from Robert the doll or Robert the boy. Right. It Hard could to be say. him too. Yeah. We can we can but hope. Yeah. Um and then he plays a concert in your living room. I'm imagining a lot of weird synth. (laughs) Cool. The kind of concert you need popcorn for. (laughs) It's an an 80-year-old man and a doll in a wheelchair. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh. Well, we will be back again next week with an equally spooky guest and equally spooky tales. And, uh, yeah, until next time. Outro. <laughs>